Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show. It's Monday. We talk NASCAR on Mondays with Rod Mullins and the uh, the championship race after the, for this 2023 season was on Sunday in Phoenix. And got to give you credit, Rod, your guy, you picked him last week, Ryan Blaney, who won his way into the championship for just last week in Martinsville, comes away the championship winner. And I got to ask, Rod, what was he doing? He was out there swapping paint with people, running running to the back of people. Like it was a Saturday night down at the dirt track on a, in, in May. Did he realize he was competing for a championship out there? Um, I think yes and no. I think it was a little bit of being uh, frustrated if you did not catch the post-race press conference that took place in the media center at Phoenix. Somebody asked him, if uh did he hit ross chastain and he said quote i'm not going to use the exact words but effing right i did (laughs) and i'm like i understand why perfectly because ross chastain was holding him up the entire time of trying to let him get by and i know ross chastain was racing for a win something that they had needed for a while they hadn't they've not had a good season uh compared to what they did last year but uh you know Hey, Ryan Blaney came out there like it was a Saturday night shootout is the way I feel like he came out. And uh, I think he raced probably one of the best races of his career. And uh, when I was thinking about this stuff last week, I was almost of the, I was almost of the thing of, I don't know if I really ought to go into that kind of direction with Ryan Blaney or if I should be going to somebody else like, Kyle Larson. That was the first kind of, that was the first thing kind of hit me. And then as the laps start winding down to this race, I thought, I thought to myself, man, I have actually in one way or another picked who's going to win this thing. I mean, I know bells out of it. Byron doesn't have a chance at it right now at this point, unless something terrible goes wrong. But I said, it's going to be between these two guys. And then when the caution came out right there before the end of the race, uh, there and they had to go in, they grabbed tires, came back out, fueled back up. I said, I think Blaney's got this in the bag. And sure enough, he started picking up just a little bit on the pace and speed laps as he was going around the track. I, I, I can't say it enough about him. I just think it was probably one of the best, uh, career yeah. victories. And also, you know, his first championship, his best career victory, I think, uh, since he's been racing for Penske motorsports. Yeah, I love the quote from Chastain. Uh, he says he thinks Blaney flashed him middle finger when he bumped into him. He yep. said, I've known him for a decade. I can see him moving around in the car. The car is going straight. I can see his colorful suit and gloves. When I checked the camera, I was like, he's angry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he was he was holding him up. And that's you know, he's trying to win a race. And then and then of right. course, uh Blaney's trying to win a championship. Uh kind of goes back. I mean, he's from a, a Ryan Blaney's from a racing family. His dad, his uncle, his granddad all raced. Um and uh, you know, it's it's funny though, off the track he's he's known as a quiet guy, but you get him out there and he's got the he's got the attitude that he's gotta go out there and win the race. So uh you know, you know, what do you think this means? I mean, obviously a first championship, he he's yeah. you can't take that away from him. What do you think this means for his career? Um, I think it means wonders for his career right now because I mean he's still young, gosh, twenty nine years old, I guess is what he is. Uh, you know, he's still got some years, a lot of years left in him. Um, I'm sure he's just hoping that he doesn't go by the way, like Kevin Harvick did as this was Kevin Harvick's last race yesterday. And Harvick had a good run also for this race. Uh, didn't quite have enough to be able to 
pull off the victory in the last race of the season, like I'm sure a lot of fans were wanting. But still, I think um, Blaney is wanting to go and make an even bigger name for himself. Uh, I think it says, it speaks volumes that Penske won last year and then Penske won this year. So you've got back-to-back championships at Penske, two different drivers, and the, you know, the sky's the limit for him right now. I think he comes out, but again, it's kind of like that curse. I don't know. You know, I mentioned the, the sophomore curse, uh, sometimes about some things, um, you know, he's, he's definitely not a sophomore by any means with Penske motorsports, but here's the thing that gets me. Um, I think that he'll either come out of the gate burning things up and he'll do so well. And then something fall apart about mid season or things will just go to pieces for the Ford teams or Penske or whatever it may be. And we may never see him again, but that's how competitive this whole playoff system is the way that it all breaks down. And I would, I would give anything to get a commentary from football players or I guess you could say baseball players that may have been in an attendance uh, form yesterday at the at the race at Phoenix, or at least any other kind of uh, playoff involved uh, personnel or team to finally give their thoughts and say, what do you think about this NASCAR playoff? Because obviously it does not go and it does not reward you just for coming away with the win. It rewards you for being consistent. And that's what Penske and that's what, uh, you know, Ryan Blaney did. And that was remain consistent even in the final stages of the season. Roger Penske was on the radio. He said afterwards, uh, trying to calm down Ryan Blaney. He said the captain's supposed to be the coolest guy on the ship. (laughs) Um, And and another, I mean, you mentioned it. It's it's two straight championships now for Penske. Uh, You know, obviously big for for the team to to get that as well. Yeah, it is. And, you know, getting back to that, too, um, I know that during NBC's broadcast, uh, you could hear Ryan Blaney just going off, and it was the F-bombs dropping here and there, and he was mad. And Steve Letarte, one of the first things he said was, he said, hey, somebody better get on this radio and start calming this boy down is what they need to be doing. They need to calm him down because he still got, I think it was like at 70-some laps to go, something of that nature, but he still had – uh, a good amount of laps to go. He was racing with everything he had in him. And you get at a point, and I'd say Kyle Bush can probably attest to this, and there's other drivers that can attest to this. When you start getting a little bit more physical out there and you start getting impatient, that's when things are going to go wrong, and that's when things are going to happen. Uh, and yesterday, they thought he even brushed the wall at one point. He came up uh, so close to the wall, they thought, man, he doesn't need to go and have an incident like that happen. But then when they get to that dogleg part, that was the part of where you can just pretty much go from the top of the racetrack on down to the main apron and bottom of the racetrack. I mean, he was taking it for every bit of real estate that he possibly could, and he used that to his advantage. But gosh, for Penske, this is just, you know, Penske's had a great year. I mean, the Indianapolis 500 with uh, Newgarden uh, winning the race there, the Indianapolis 500, uh, you know, this year with the championship and everything going to to Blaney. Uh, it's banner year. It's banner time for things going on over at Penske. But uh, it also makes everybody else step up to the plate and start saying, what do we have to offer for next year? And so, that's what it's going to be. Penske's going to have to be scratching their head and saying to themselves, 
what do we have to offer for next year and a lot of the other race teams right now that didn't finish uh, Hendrick, for example, Hendrick's like scratching their head, probably wondering, you know, we had Kyle Larson in the, in the top five, we had, uh, Byron, you know, inside there, they, there, they were in the top 10 or something like that. Uh, now why couldn't we've had the other two in there? Why couldn't we had, you know, all four cars in this run here at the end of it? There's, there's an imbalance, so to speak. I hate to use it in this kind of term, but there's an imbalance in the force, if you want to call it that. And that's that's what the situation is, I think, for Hendrick. So a lot of these teams are going to be reassessing their year from this year and pointing ahead to next year to see what they can do to kind of change things and make it better. We've been talking a lot about um, uh, Blaney, obviously, the, who, who comes out the, the championship winner. He finished second in the race. Um I mean, the other now Bell got knocked out early. He, he finished right. last because uh, he got he, he got caught up early. Um, but uh, Larson, uh, Kyle Larson, and William Byron, third and fourth uh, in the race. I mean, I mean, this wasn't uh, this, this wasn't uh, really settled until you know till very late. In fact, Carl, Kyle Larson after that last restart, uh, he actually came out he came out ahead because uh, came out of the pits ahead because uh, of a, of a quicker pit stop. So. Right. I mean, Blaney really had to do some work out there. He had, he had, he had, it was, it was a challenging race to to see who would win among those three guys. Yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, there's, there was no other way to say it. I mean, of how challenging this race was, but you know, the guy that I, I really feel bad for, and you mentioned him, he went out early, but it was lap 108 was Christopher Bell yeah. and complaining. He was complaining of brake issues. It seemed like all through the beginning part of the race, crashes into the wall in turn three come to find out i think the rotor exploded is what ended up happening and he said that's the first time he has ever had a rotor explode on his car in his career so uh he went to the infield care center was checked out but you know he said hey he said it you know it happens he said you know it stings not to have a shot at the end of it you know but he says we were really close and we showed uh, all of us, all four of the drivers showed their strength at different times. And exactly Blaney showed his that when he needed to, and that was Martinsville. And then this Phoenix race, we had to talk about the Xfinity, uh, championship the night before Saturday night, Cole Custer, who had, uh, been, uh, at the cup series level for three years, mm-hmm. lost his ride at the end of last season. Uh, he gets the win and he wins the championship one Saturday night in an overtime shootout. So exciting uh, racing there to, to crown a new Xfinity series champion. Yeah. And Cole Custer is one of these drivers that I think has, I'm not going to say that he's been given a raw deal, so to speak by Tony Stewart and Stewart Haas, because his team just wasn't getting it done earlier when he was in the cup series. And so he relegate, got relegated back down to the Xfinity series, which I think has been a plus for him this year. And there you go. That grittiness and that drive that Cole Custer had about him. That's what kept him into this race toward the very end. And, you know, here people are saying, well, John Hunter Nemechek or, you know, uh, Justin Allgaier, all these guys are going to come up and, you know, they've got a chance at winning it and so forth. Justin Allgaier, I think everybody was kind of thinking that Allgaier was going to be the, uh, the inherited one. He's going to inherit the title out of it. But it didn't happen that way. And I think that was just a great thing for Cole Custer to be able to reestablish himself as a driver. He's coming back next year in the same car, going to be in the Xfinity Series. So uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't make a jump to the uh, Cup Series. Stay where you're at and where you're good. 
and maybe that opportunity will come up later on. But I think Cole Custer is just happy where he's at now, especially with this championship uh, in the Xfinity Series. The the Truck Series Championship the, on Friday night um, was interesting. There were it was full of crashes. Uh, I'm I mean, I'm reading about. I've read about. Um, an error on the racetrack surface that the restart zone was in the wrong place. I mean, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff going on Friday night. Uh, Tony Stewart summed it up as a excrement show. I'm not going <laughs> to use the real word, but he, he got there and he just said plain and simple. He said, this was a, sh- a show was what it was uh-huh. about the truck race. And, uh, yeah, from everything that I've heard about it, uh, I didn't, uh, read up a lot. I didn't get a chance to watch it. As a matter of fact, Friday yeah. night, I was doing other things, but, uh, you know, still, uh, it must've been one of those, uh, it just must've been a slam bam event as, as it could be defined in something, you know, it's like, uh, uh, I don't know. It's like watching Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill and Richard Childress all getting into it. And everybody else is saying, well, I support Richard Childress. Then everybody's like, no, I support Sheldon Cree. I don't care. It's just fun. It's just the way it, it's the way it sounds. It sounds something like as the wheel turns, that's what I could just call it for a soap opera as the wheel turns. But, uh, yeah, Ben Rhodes ended up winning that race, uh, in the truck race and the truck series. Uh, we're going to see some changes coming up next year, going into the Xfinity series, Hallie Deegan, who has just been, I think ineffective on the truck series she's raced well in tony stewart's uh, srx challenge that he's got but uh she's moving up next year to xfinity series we're going to see if she has what it takes to be able to cut it for the xfinity series uh there's a lot of people that says she's not that good of a driver we're just gonna have to wait and see maybe she'll change by the time she gets to xfinity who knows i like how nascar and I'm, I'm, i read how nascar's uh, they, they NASCAR said it notified the truck series teams that the restart zone was in the wrong spot. They just decided not to move it. They just, just left it there. They fixed it for the weekend. They fixed it for Saturday and Sunday, but, um, and oh, I, the one, the, yeah. the driver whose name we don't like to mention, um, uh, said on social media, this is what happens when there's no rules and no officiating. And the funny thing is earlier in the day, NASCAR had a, you know, press event where, they're talking about, oh yeah, we got we got everything fixed this year with our officiating. Everything's been, everything's back to normal. We're all good here. And then they, th- that race went twenty nine laps over uh, with all the restarts. Uh, just uh, I think S show is probably a a, a, a very uh, kind way of putting how that one went Friday night. Well, yeah, and you know it must have been Friday night. Must have been the <laughs> night of bad officiating. Any way you go, because I went to a high school football game. I saw more yellow laundry thrown on the home team than I saw on the visiting team. And honestly, I thought they got these officials from Timu. That's how bad they were. I mean, they were terrible. I'm not saying Timu has bad stuff, but you know they must have got them for cheap. That's the only thing I can say about it. I mean, it wasn't a good night overall for officiating. If it's the truck race and then you have high school football, it must not have been a good night for officials altogether on that particular night. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. They, they said they had this stuff fixed. Uh, yeah, obviously these things happen, you know, uh, snafus are going to happen in the sport. It doesn't make any difference what it is. You can plan for all of these things, but all these drivers and all these teams need to have one thing and hold it close to their heart. And that is the boy scout motto. Be prepared. Always expect the unexpected is what you need to be doing right now. Can't stress it enough. 
All that weird stuff with officials on Friday night. I thought the full moon was earlier last week. So, well, I did too. So, <laughs> lingering effects of the full moon. Uh, yes. Hey, we'll get together one more time uh, to to recap the 2023 season. Also, get a look ahead at 2024. Right. We got to figure out where some of these drivers are going to be going, uh, whose contracts expire, teams with open spaces, that kind of thing. And that stuff mm-hmm. will be playing out over the next few days. So. Rod, we'll bring you back uh, one more time to recap, and it won't be too long before we're talking about 2024. Yep, I know it. It's it's going to be right on us. And I mean, what, two months? Probably about you're going to have, well, a little bit of the month of November, but all of December and then all of January. And then we're going to the Coliseum again in Los Angeles for that clash again. And so it's uh, it's definitely made its effect on Southern California and the Los Angeles market, and they're bringing it back for another year. And that's going to get us all started again at the first part of February. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll try to rest, re- recreate, and then uh, and then get ready to go. But we'll talk one more time next week. In the meantime, Rod, thanks as always for your time and your insight. I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.